Hello, my name is Harry Konami. My name is Jeff Stone. Welcome back to another episode of Chat GBC. Here's what's happening this week at Golden Bacon. Uh, February 13th, the True Black History Museum, 10 a.m. at the Jones Center. February 14th is uh, volleyball, oh, sorry, women's basketball and men's basketball against Georgian Court at 6 p.m. and 8 p.m. respectively, and also Valentine's Day. Uh, for the women, it is also the Breast Cancer Awareness Game. February 15th, midday movies at 11 a.m. February 16th, baseball opening day at Doyle Field, I believe. Fact check on that. Uh, February 17th, women's basketball and men's basketball are in action again against Post. We need to beat Post at 1 p.m. for the women and 3 p.m. for the men. Back to you. Perfect. So we have another guest with us, but before we introduce her, uh, we have a commercial break. <laughs> Hey, intern. Did you send that email out to accepted students yet? I was just about to hit send. Great. Accepted? You've been accepted to Golden Bacon College. Golden Bacon. Hi, welcome to Goldie Beacom. Goldie Beacom? I thought it was Golden Bacon. Bring the bacon. Actually, it's Goldie Beacom, but we do have golden bacon. So with us today is Juana Hanau. Did I say that right? Um, Close enough. How do you actually say it? Juana Hanau. The H is silent. Because it's Spanish, Jeff. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Colombian. Colombian. Well, the language. Spanish? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak Colombian? <laughs> uh, no. no. I was going to try to say no habla. No habla Colombian. <laughs> there you go. If that was actually a language, that would have been correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, <laughs> well. Okay, so Juana was recruited to GBC in what year? 2015? Yes. Man, what a guess. A long time ago. Uh, to play yeah. soccer on the women's mm -hmm. soccer team. Yes, and, sir. Um, then you played cross country. Or ran cross she country. Played yeah, country. she played cross country. She <laughs> ran cross country. You were an RA. You started a bunch of clubs, maybe not. You were a uh, winner of the Dean's Cup. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and now you're a part of the alumni board, right? Yeah, that's correct. Two years in a row. That is awesome. And Thank you. You also met your husband here, Brandon. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of history tracks back to Goldie. I mean, then, so much then, to give back to the school. Yeah. And uh, and your wedding, your and Brandon's wedding, was the first wedding that Senny and I photographed. There's been like wow. 50 weddings now, but yours oh, was wow. the first. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite. I still. You're well, one of the photos that we took there is still my favorite. The one of Brandon you, and my dad. Yes. Yeah, it's just. I know. It's just such a perfect moment. It's like what 
we wanted to get into weddings for and it's crazy that you know it's the first one still there and uh you know but yeah it's beautiful and so i guess let's get into how you originally got to goldie you know so you're from columbia Mm -hmm. born and raised yeah that's in south america so tell me Mm -hmm. how you found goldie and how you got here sure so honestly i didn't find goldie per se so um when I was in fourth grade, I had a, fil- a teacher from the Philippines, and she was like, do you know you can get uh, an athletic scholarship to go to the U.S. for college? I didn't have any clue. I mean, I was like 10 years old. But the idea really, like, stuck to my mind. And as I was getting older, getting better in soccer and, like, academically, too, I thought, you know, maybe this is something that I can pursue. So um, I started doing my research. Um, and then when I was in ninth grade, there was these like college fair and they brought in an agent that could help you with college applications in the U.S. Because mainly these um, college fairs are mainly for colleges within Colombia. So I found this guy. This was like one of his first um, encounters in Colombia because he was originally from Venezuela. But just to keep it short, um, he helped me, you know, do my NCAA profile my application get together all my transcripts my records and um he asked like which requirements i had so a few years before my senior year um i had come to the u.s uh to washington and i absolutely loved it i mean if you ask me what my favorite city in the u.s is i have to go to washington dc um so i said you know i want to stay close to washington it doesn't have to be that because as a capital city it can be very expensive um so i told him my requirements and he found gbc and i got the best offer scholarships wise it was the most affordable so i said you know what let's go to delaware (laughs) and here i am almost nine years later that's insane yeah so we never really talked about your story what was yours like compared to to Um. hers yeah, so there was a similar thing with an agent. Uh, we had a couple friends of mine on my team had come to America. One went to Georgia Southern and one went to Charleston. And they both had really good experiences, both like in school and soccer-wise. So I kind of followed the, and got in touch with the agency that they were in touch with and then were able to uh, get to America through that. But yeah, the, you had to get a lot of paperwork. You had to do a lot yeah. of NCAA stuff. Like I literally got like a whole document of things that I need to check off the list and prepare like and then had to sign up for like uh, English proficiency test like SATs and uh, oh, the yes. TOEFL test and everything was in English and you're like oh I well, better freshen up on the, <laughs> on the English language <laughs> but yeah it was, it was a very similar thing but it, it wasn't at a college fair though because at the college fairs in Sweden they do is they'll take you to the actual colleges okay. so we have a city close by to us that we call a student city because there's a, mm-hmm. a big big university there and you go and you check the different like majors that they have because they have a big array of majors so we go on like a college visit essentially but it's a town visit because you can visit that whole town oh very nice so you find gbc you get here Mm -hmm. what was your first impression like i know you've watched the show rebelde that's like high school right yeah Yeah. it is high school (laughs) very problematic that's not even in america so i can't (laughs) compare it but like uh harry always talks about the american college the american colleges in the movies you know Mm -hmm. um so what was your first impression of goldie and like what did you expect versus what did you find here Okay, I think my expectation was very similar to what I came to see. Um, aside from the 
the size of the college. You know, I this was my mistake. I barely did any research on Goldie, and honestly, there wasn't that many information out there. Like now, because of Lightning Studio and other things that have happened between 2015 and now, there's videos. You have, for example, now the podcast, um, the, all the Instagram accounts. We didn't have that back then, so I pretty much just went to what there was on. Uh, the college's website and maybe they had one or two YouTube videos so it's like let's see what happens once I get there um, but I think um, kind of similar I guess to your experience you, you have like these um, what's the name of the movie American Pie American type Pie, of yeah. Uh, yeah. and the red solo cops and yeah. um, the very common names like Matt or Brandon or, or Michael yeah. you know whatever it might be so it's like just like you are living in a movie yeah. at a very small scale mm. but Goldie has its competitive advantage that we have so many international students which I was not expecting I really thought that I was going to be one of the only people to be um, an international student. And, you know, my, my freshman year, we were six in Leech Hall, um, and four of us were from different countries. So that was also very shocking to know that I would be sharing my experience alongside with other people who were going through the same as I was. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And so you brought up Brandon. And so then how long into your time here did you meet Brandon? So I was a sophomore when um, the baseball team started yeah. and he was in the inaugural class and he was a freshman. So we met at a party probably the first or second week of September and we started dating in October. So well, move fast. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow. No time to waste. <laughs> a party at Goldie? No way. No, okay. <laughs> it was actually off campus. <laughs> was it uh, one of the baseball players? It was. <laughs> yes. Know, yes, yeah. it was. Um, so yeah, that's amazing. And uh, and Brandon was on. I played baseball with Brandon. Um, he could throw the ball over the plate, which was really good. He was a great pitcher. Thank for, you. For GBC. And, uh, and yeah, so um, you had an incredible time at Goldie. I guess mm -hmm. we'll get into that in a little bit. But, uh, but um, and then Brandon, you know, you met your husband here. And now your younger brother goes here. Mm -hmm. So, like, you obviously have a, a special love for GBC. Like, Definitely. Why? You know, why GBC? Well, I think that I always go back to um, thinking about the people that made my experience so significant and how the college in itself helped me to get to where I'm at today. Um, and you have to give back. It's just that simple. I, I feel that you're not going to get anywhere in life if you don't trace back your steps and see who, who of the people that were surrounding you made a significant impact. To me, that was Goldie. Um, like I mentioned, I was decided that I... I didn't want to stay in Colombia, but being here, meeting all these amazing people, um, seeing how I had such um, a steep curve into my growth really helped me make a decision that I wanted to stay in the United States. Um, and with that being said, there was many, many other international students behind me. And at the end of the day, um, some people do end up looking up to you. Mm. And I took that role very seriously in an unofficial matter because I was never like I'm gonna be a trailblazer and I'm gonna do this for everyone that's coming behind me but if there's one person paying attention and if there's one person that I can help out 
let's go for it. I'm going to do it. And I guess also um, very um, sub unconsciously, I did that for my siblings as well, yeah. which that's why one of my siblings um, is now here too. And he's um, kind of following my, my steps in his own way and um, also making his impact so he's not like shadowed by the things that I was able to do at Goldie. But yeah, it was more so just to show a way that I was very thankful for the opportunities that I got here because, um, you know, and I don't know if you had the similar experience or even you, because you were also a student athlete, but you apply to all these colleges, right? And maybe of 10 of them, only one or two may get back to you. So I, I'm really thankful that Goldie took a chance of me, on me, sorry, and, um, if it wasn't for that reason, I wouldn't be here. So yes, I will give back as much as the school allows me to, and I'll continue to be involved for as long as I can. I'm just fascinated by that. You know, like what did you say to your brother? Because um, I'm trying to get my younger brother to come here. Because okay. like <laughs> similarly, like Goldie changed my life and it mm -hmm. helped me find a direction. And I'm like, I see it. You know, I see how much. You know, it's like you don't really necessarily have to come here for one thing. You can mm -hmm. come here to just get the ball rolling and then it can turn into something. Um, so yeah, what did you say to him specifically? Wow, I think that's a tough one. Um, because I think when Felipe was going to come here, he didn't really have a clear idea if he wanted to come to the US, if he wanted to come to Goldie, if he wanted to stay in Colombia. Thankfully, he had the possibility to come here twice before he started his freshman year. So one was for my undergraduate um, graduation. The other one was for the wedding. And in those two instances, I told him, you need, you need to come to school. You got to meet the coaches. I actually had him come to one of my classes with Dr. Thurley, um, a leadership class. And he sat on the front. He was able to see we were presenting on some topic. Um, but he was able to live a little bit of the college experience as a maybe 15, 16 year old. And I think partially that opened his eyes as to what he could expect from, from Goldie. But when it came down to really making a decision, it was, and it might sound horrible, but really comparing where I'm at compared to where my peers are at in Colombia. What, I'm able, what I have been able to accomplish in the years after my high school graduation and what have they been able to accomplish. And I think the biggest difference is how independent I am financially and mainly financially, but everything else that revolves around my life. And I think that Felipe really saw that and really took it in as to, okay, do I want to be independent and like really take the strings to my life from the moment I move out of my house? Or do I want to, you know, stay comfortable and maybe rely a little bit more on my parents? So I think that was really what made him realize, okay, maybe Goldie's a good option. I, I've, I've already seen how I can progress, how I can become a better person, how I can um, really develop as a professional and then take it to the next step. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, what was your major? It was... Your um, undergraduate, I guess. Yeah, it was business admin with a concentration in finance. Okay. And then for your master's? It was... MBA with, um, I had two concentrations just so I could stay in school a little longer, yeah. an extra semester, but I did uh, financial management and international business. Nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so how was your experience 
in the classroom here, you know, because uh, I can't speak on that. We've talked that uh, talked about that before. Mm-hmm. How was your experience in the classroom here? And like, um, did you feel like you learned, you know, mm-hmm. what you expected to? Sure. Um, so I think that um, my expectations as to what academically I wanted was not exactly what I got here. Um, I noticed that some of the syllabus was not um, maybe as up to date as I would have expected. Nonetheless, I feel that the professors only got a way into adding something in addition to what was uh, written down on the syllabus. So I remember one of the international business classes, um, the professor really took in his experience to show us how he developed in the workforce, um, how things had changed in the 40, 50 years that he had been in the workforce. So um, I think that more than the content in itself, it really prepared me as to um, the professional that I wanted to be. So I really was able to take in cues from different professors, different classes, and really understand what I wanted to focus on. So I just said I was a finance major. After I graduated, I was like, I'm definitely not going into that industry, into that field. I absolutely hate it. It's too much stress. I can see how some of the professors have had that stress a lot stressful experience and then for some others that were more focused into like project management or something that was more customer facing you know they could have a better uh, work and life balance so I really took that in and um, it helped me make that decision when I started applying for jobs okay what um, path am I going to take so I think that Goldie's like biggest thing in regards to how they teach the student is how they make you an overall well-being. So you're a great person, you're a great student, you're um, a great employee um, in the future once you <laughs> are in the in the workforce, and uh, you have like all these different skills and qualities that will set you um, apart from the people that you will be competing with. Yeah, really quick, the professor mm-hmm. that you said was able to incorporate his personal experience into the international. Uh, business. Was that Habibi Omar? I think so. I'm not 100% sure because um, this was quite some time ago. Yeah, no, I just, I'm only but asking because I, I believe so. Yes. framed ba- back there. Um, yes, I was like, yes, that was him. Yeah, yes. I had him too. And he's, he was very good at like, mm-hmm. like you using his experience, bringing it in and speaking passionately. Mm-hmm. I remember in the, in a right. vlog, I did a vlog because he, he spoke so passionately that I, it was, I paid attention. Yeah, and so me too. I, I did a vlog, and I was remember I f- was filming it with my phone from like under the desk here. And okay. It made it into one of the like it was like the one with the like, soccer team or mm-hmm. whatever, and like at one point he's speaking and he's speaking in this rhythm, and then he looks right at me while I have it, and I'm like, he's gonna see I'm like filming him yeah. in this like thing, and then he didn't. He just kept going on, and but it oh. was like I think it was about like how the tests is just a motivation to get, to like figure things out. It's not Mm -hmm. like actually, you know, you have to like figure out other ways to learn things to Mm -hmm. actually, or apply things to actually learn them. But, um, exactly. You want to be in business and you do well in the exam. That's the first step. The real game starts after you finish the first exam or the, or the exams, but exams is just to motivate you to learn. But yeah, so so you mentioned at the end of, of what you said that you know Goldie does a great job of of creating like an overall person. Mm-hmm. Athletics plays a huge part in that. I was oh, just talking definitely. with Senya that athletics does a great thing of 
you know, teaching you hard work, you mm-hmm. know, like self-discipline, teamwork. Mm-hmm. And when you come out of that, you can apply that to other things in mm-hmm. your life. Can you tell me about like your experience on the different teams you were on and how mm-hmm. that like played a role? Yes, absolutely. So, um, Back in 2015, when I came to Goldie, we had a very, well, not very small, but compared to nowadays, we had a small roster on the soccer team. We were 16 uh, my freshman year. So you definitely had to compete for your sport, for your spot on the pitch. But um, it never came down to really being competitive against one another, but how you could help each other to have that position. And if you didn't have it, then that's okay. You were going to be, because I was that person. You were that person on the sideline, really encouraging your teammates to uh, achieve the the best um, performance that they can. So I think that was like on uh, on the soccer team what we did. And it in cross country, it's completely different, right? So soccer is a team sport. You're helping each other. You rely on each other's performance. With cross country, Racing. yes. Exactly. Sorry, oh sorry. no, you're all good. You are racing, but Didn't think um, about that. <laughs> you're racing against yourself all of the time because you know exactly what you're capable of. You cannot be running a 5K in 23 minutes and expect to run at the next race at 17. That's just literally impossible. So you know exactly what your time base is, um, what your body can take in. And um, because it's so mental, it can be very, very draining. So the I would say the role that I saw um, from my teammates on the cross-country team was really pushing each other to um, raise that level of what your body could take Mm. and really that mental endurance that you needed for training, for the races, and for anything else that came your way. So um, that's something that I really took away with me, really pushing my physical and my mental boundaries. And I think that's why just a few years... um, few years yeah three years after graduating from from cross country or my undergrads I was able to run my first marathon Mm -hmm. like I I never had any training prior to that one year in cross country because I did three in soccer one cross country I had never ran before I just ran to get fit for soccer and when the opportunity came around I was like you know let's go ahead and do it I wasn't getting much time on on the soccer team so I was like I want to compete. Let me just do it for my senior year. So I did. And um, yeah, just like I mentioned, it just helped me grow that mental endurance. And uh, with my own training, just um, competing a a marathon, like I just never thought that I would have been able to push myself to that limit. It's like 26 miles. And honestly, even thinking of it right now, I'm like, how the hell did I do it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's insane. Thank yeah. you. I didn't know how long like a marathon is. Yeah. I know yeah. that they're different. The Greek guy ran that, by the way. That's how it started. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Um, so it's still a thing in Greece now where uh, they'll do the marathon where the guy ran the marathon, and he it was it was like a messenger. He had to bring mm-hmm. a message back to I think Athens. I, I'm not we need to, to Zeus. <laughs> no, that's, no, but he had to bring a message back. So and that that's the distance that people run nowadays. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think he might have. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. And he just to think that nowadays there's like ultra races, like yeah. 50, 100, 200 miles. It's insane. It's not, yeah. Uh, it's not yeah. Small. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. 
I went, did he swim too? Is that where the triathlon uh, came from? He had to swim across this lake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't he had think. to fight this, like, what are some Greek myths? Uh, he had to fight the Hydra. Yeah, definitely. He <laughs> cut off one head, two more take its place. So it was difficult. Uh, but yeah, no. No, he didn't. <laughs> what is your favorite Greek myth? Greek myth? Oof, favorite one. Um, definitely would have something to do with Hercules. Because uh, he had the 12 trials that he had to do to prove himself worthy of being a uh, ascending into being a god. Okay. Um, because he was only a demigod, you know. I, I think he's like a little bit of the basis on, on how Superman is now, where he's kind of, you know, so powerful. Uh, but uh, at the point, it, it's funny because in the Disney movie, in the cartoon, when he does like do all of these amazing things and becomes a hero, a true hero, and he doesn't like do it for his own, you know, vanity, um, Zeus invites him to, you know, go up to Olympus and be with all the other gods. Uh, but that's when he had actually the journey to becoming a hero actually was a journey of him becoming human. And so when he was able to ascend, he chose not to. He chose to live, um, in the Disney movie, he chose to live a, a normal human life with mm -hmm. his, uh, with his uh, partner, with his, with his woman. So Just like Aragorn's wife and in Lord, in of, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so back to humans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but the story of, of becoming, like how you said, where the journey at gold, you kind of transformed you into who you are today and made you this person this multifaceted person did you do you think that your experience as uh, on the different athletic teams but also as an RA and also a, an active member of the campus community how did that shape the person that you are today in what kind of ways if you could give us some examples specific ones. like concrete examples yeah, yeah. sure like I actually had remember, forgotten yeah. about the RA side yeah or I mean, <laughs> the RA that one was crazy too because now you're dealing like one-to-one -one with a person and their personal issues in in sometimes and roommate conflict and you know many many things that are not even worth mentioning Conflicts at gold. No way. <laughs> but um I think right now um currently I'm a project manager for a German company and um there's many, many employees and I lead two main groups um, and I have to talk to a lot of software engineers. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to generalize, but they, they have, you know, their own personalities and sometimes it can be very, very hard connecting with them. Mm -hmm. And I think what I really got from all the teams at Goldie is that if you want to go past that barrier that sometimes we might build on the workforce is getting to them personally. So really stupid questions like, how's the weather on your end in <laughs> India, millions of kilometers away from me? Or I heard that it's raining a lot in Germany. How is that affecting you? Those little things, they go, oh my God, they just take you to being able to yeah. approach that person. So whenever the case may be that I need something work related, they already know me. We can have a little chit chat on, on the side, but I'm going to get exactly the information that I want. Mm. So I think that also with all this teamwork that I did at Goldie, I was really able to understand that you're not going to be able to get to these people, whomever that might be, CEO, CFO, an intern that's under me, whomever it is, um, until you make that personal connection. So we have, we cannot forget that behind the employee, the employee, there's always a person. True. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, same with arrays, same with athletes, same with faculty. Like there is always a person. Um, so we have to be also very conscious that maybe not everybody's having the best day. We have to understand that the world's constantly changing around us and something that may not affect us may be affecting others. And if we don't take that into consideration, then we're just going to go around the world like donkeys, you know, when they have those things or yeah, horses yeah, yeah. and they just go through. We, can know, we cannot be like that. Wow. So that is another takeaway from Goldie. Don't be a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So what is your position and where do you work? And then mm -hmm. as well, how did you get that job? Sure. Um, so I work for a company called SAP. It's a German tech company. Um, and I started working there as an intern in June 2021. So how I got there, that's a very interesting question, Jeff. So anyone that knows me and that like was with me throughout my years at Goldie, because I studied finance, when I graduated, I was like, I need to work for JP Morgan. That was my top, like, that was the company that I wanted to work for. So I graduated from my master's, I started applying, applied to like thousands of, jo of jobs, different companies, all multinationals, because I needed sponsorship because I'm an international student. And I got two calls back, one for JP Morgan and one for SAP. For JP Morgan, that was a full-time position, um, as a risk associate, and the one for SAP was an intern position um, for um, global cloud services, which is uh, what I do right now. So it's just like, um, yeah, cloud services. <laughs> um, and I had both interviews, and my interview with um, JP Morgan was absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. I did not feel that personal connection with the person that was interviewing me. It just felt very rushed. That person wasn't prepared, didn't give me the time to like explain myself, ask my questions. And I had a completely different experience with my interview at SAP. They asked me a lot about my experience during college, how my experience has been in the US, what I was aiming to do with this role, where I wanted to be. And I really felt that connection. I thought, you know, I can really work with these people. And I decided to ditch my um, offer from JP Morgan and decided to go with SAP mm -hmm. just for that human side that I saw throughout the, throughout the interview. Mm -hmm. And I was an intern for a full year um, because of the amazing um, processes with USCIS, which is the immigration department in the US. Um, I had to leave my role for four months until my documentation arrived. Everything was already approved. It was just in the mail. It took much longer than expected. Um, so yeah, like I mentioned, I left for four months. Um, like I, I was not fired, but I was terminated. So I had to reapply, go through the whole process once again. Um, but I was very lucky to find a, another team within my same organization. So still with SAP, still with Global Cloud Services. And that's where I'm at right now um, for almost a year and a half. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. One second. Hari, uh, we're going to keep going, but Hari shouted out the U.S. Immigration <laughs> Services. Mm -hmm. If they are going to, if, if we're shouting them out at all, <laughs> it's to tell them to get their <laughs> together. Yes. So yes. I want to talk really quickly about mm -hmm. your, the overall, this is like a little bit of a conversation that I, I want to raise and you two talk and Senya's here in the room too. You all three are international students um you have your green card wana mm -hmm. 
Senya has her green card. One day, my brother. <laughs> One day. <laughs> um, what are some suggestions just for, like, you guys have gone through this process. What mm-hmm. are some suggestions just for, like, you know, if America was to listen to ChatGBC, <laughs> what would they want to hear from, like, you know, the, these people who, want, who have a dream? Because I wonder how many students that go to Goldie now mm-hmm. have a dream to stay in America. And if they have that dream, how do they go from the dream to... The reality, reality. you know. So I think you said something that's very important, and that's um, if you have the dream to stay. I feel that if you are in a position as an international student that, you know, you landed in the U.S., you're going to start your freshman year. From day one, you need to make sure that you know you want to stay because it's an everyday battle. It's not, oh, it's my senior year. Let me apply for an internship. That's not the way it works. There's already millions, you can look it up, there's millions of international students that are going through the exact same process as you are. And we're not going to an Ivy League. So the name of your college, depending on where you go, will have no resonance whatsoever into what you're going to do when you graduate. So what's going to set you apart? What do you do day in and day out during your four, five, six years of university or college? So I think for me, that was very obvious at the beginning. I did not want to go back to Colombia. I wanted to stay here. So I started working very early on. Now, there are some limitations, but there's also hoops like absolutely any process or anything in the world. Um, Of course, you have to pay close attention to those hoops because you don't want to do anything illegal. But there's CPT. Take advantage of that. That's like when you can work part-time during um, your academic years and maybe we should also do like a fact check on what exactly that means Mm. um but so you have that and then once you graduate from the different degree um you get something that's opt which means you're able to work full-time for one year after you graduate so post-graduation and if you're in a stem related field it's up to three years Mm. so if you want to stay go to stem um But I think that um, you need to keep this in mind because you need to take advantage of CPT and OPT. That's going to help you build your resume. And I feel the school does, and again, I'm going back to my experience. I think the school did a decent job at providing as much as they could for us students, but I definitely think that there was a lot of research that I had to do on my own. Um, Finding the roles that I wanted to apply for, finding the companies that would be uh, willing to take the time to fill out all the paperwork that we have to do. Talking to those, um, for the people that were interviewing me to, you know, give them that peace of mind that it's okay, like I'm not asking you to sponsor me. This is just the paperwork that the school and um, I guess the government requires for me to be able to work part-time and all of these things. Um, but just to keep it very short, it is what you do every single day. You have to work. You have to build your resume. Start thinking about what you want to do once you graduate and work towards that. So for example, like you guys, you do things with media. Use Instagram, use, use LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the social media of the workforce. I absolutely hate it. I do a <laughs> terrible job at it. If you go out and look at it, I don't have any posts whatsoever. Mm. But there's people that do take advantage of it, and it works marvelous things for them. So 
do what you have to do, do your research, do something that will really bring value to you. There's a ton of free courses out there. SAP, my employer, they have something called um, open SAP or SAP courses. They're all free. You will get a certification, Coursera, Google, Microsoft, you name it. All of these companies, they have it. What are you doing to set you apart from everybody else? Mm. It's in those between the lines where you will be that person that the employer wants eventually. Yeah, that is wonderful advice. I wanted to ask uh, Juana, because your dream was to go to JP Morgan and um, Hercules dreams in the story is to go up to Olympus. Mm -hmm. uh, but then he found that maybe there was something more valuable in uh, being human, let's say, so, or going to something else. Because I think a lot of young people, especially mm -hmm. uh, if uh, either they're in college or postgraduates, they have this idea that, well, it's only about I need to you know, make sure that I'm doing exactly what they need, and present, mm -hmm. and which is a very big part of it. But there's also the other side to see, okay, the people that I'm interviewing with, what are they like? Do I really want to see myself there? Can I really work there? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very interesting that you say that, well, you didn't connect with JP Morgan, even though from outside that was your dream, mm -hmm. but you found something better somewhere else. And can you speak a little bit on, on, on that? Should students focus also on what they are going to because one thing in interviews is you should also ask questions and I think that also shows them that you are prepared but mm -hmm. also it can showcase for you mm -hmm. the answers that okay can I would I really want to work here because for example for myself I feel that well I'm not even worried about that I'm just you know nervous about being good enough to mm -hmm. you know for a company or for for something like that but there is the other side of it too Yes. Um, well, that's a tough question. I would say that um, at the end of the day, the companies are looking for a person. Mm. Um, so we all go back to the human that's behind the, the, the employee. And yes, you could have all these certifications, all these preparations, but if you don't present yourself um, in the right manner uh, or, you know, if the person does not align what's on the paper, then you're not going to transcend to the next level, the next round of interviews, whatever yeah. it might be. So I think it's also a matter of really like pointing at the mirror and being, okay, what have you done to really deserve where you at right now? How are you presenting yourself? And, you know, when I was preparing for these interviews with the companies, I had to write down a little script. And um, I told this to Brandon because he was interviewing recently, but I was like, um, you need to, you know, tell who you are, where you come from. And I always say, I'm the oldest of five um, kids. I have five younger brothers. I played soccer from the age I'm 10. Um, I came to the U.S. on a soccer scholarship. This is what I did in college, blah, blah, blah. Talking about the sports, yeah. um, the clubs, the organizations, all those little things. And I think that's the main problem when you're applying for these jobs, that you're so focused on the things that the employer might want. So I took a course in, um, or I'm yeah. Microsoft Excel, I'm These proficient in PowerPoint. resume things. Exactly. That, that just, they see it's across their table all, all the, the time. time. All yeah. the time, all the time. So that doesn't, it matters, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I know every, like all of us have heard these from people at Goldie, from career services, from the employers. Wherever you go, they're going to teach you what they want you to do. 
It's just that simple. If you don't know it, they'll teach you. And in majority of the cases, I would say you don't know it because, because each company has their own culture, their own things, their own softwares. So you will have to learn as you go. But you have to be like that persona that they're looking for. So how are you going to build that? Okay, I've done these, 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 and that in college, and that has made me these, 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 and that. Um, just... Be authentic and don't be scared of, um, oh, how do you say this in English? None say, of you say guys speak Spanish. Spanish. Say it in Spanish. Rechazar. Like when you, uh, like what happened to me with JP Morgan, that offer came by and Stick I just, your gut, you know? yeah, I just denied it. Mm -hmm. I threw it in the trash because my God didn't tell me that that was yeah. correct. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if I would have gone with that, who knows where I would be right now? It doesn't matter because it yeah. didn't happen. So also stop thinking of what if. Mm. what yeah. if it didn't happen that's done it's it's gone yeah. it was never a part of who you were supposed yeah. to be Just so think about what could come to be it's mm -hmm. the best advice i got related to school was that specific thing uh from my cousin's husband and okay. i only like they were older than me 10 15 years older um her name's Betsy and his name is Tyler. And I remember, you know, I was going about to head into, like I was struggling out of high school, struggling in a junior college. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, what are you going to major in? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, just pick something. He's like, people don't care at the end of the day what specifically mm -hmm. your degree is. It's, he says, it's like uh, joining a sports team. You might join it to, tr to be, you know, uh, start as a right back. You end up a right wing, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just things change over time. You don't mm -hmm. know how it's going to work out. You've got it like, so for, for me, before I found filmmaking, I was borrowing baseball. Like, let me give my best to baseball okay. and see where that takes me. Mm -hmm. And it took me, ironically, here. Right. You know, I was done after junior college. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's no way that someone's going to take a older guy who kind of is a pain in the ass who wants to be like a captain mm -hmm. you know and also wants to make films and it's like and then next thing you know Goldie calls and it led me to like giving my best that I could mm -hmm. that year like led me to empty the tank and I was like I have nothing left to give to baseball but mm -hmm. I've got something else okay here you know and um but I, I want to move a little bit more into your your story with um because now you're on the alumni board mm -hmm. so um, what what could we do like with our generation mm -hmm. of alumni? Because you you mentioned earlier that you uh, you lived with four other girls mm -hmm. that were from uh, different countries. I know you're mm -hmm. still in contact with them. Yeah, you know. And so, how many people that that you went to school with here that had a similar experience that you had are you still in contact with that we could figure out a way to to connect with somehow? A lot of them, I would say, um, I'm really bad at staying in touch, so my apologies to all my friends. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, even if it's just one message throughout the year, um, we, we do stay in touch. Um, and one thing that we can do to like really bring everybody back, that's a great question. Um, a reunion. A reunion, yeah. Honestly, though, but um, that's something that I wanted to bring to Jeremy, that when the um, alumni games for soccer, when, when we plan them, we should try to communicate them very early on because I know, I would say especially for the soccer boys, um, I mean, the passion's there, you guys won, um, mm -hmm. 
the the championship so of course they want to get back together and see each other so probably from the school's perspective as to what they can do if they have the possibility to being to bring everyone back together let's do it with maybe even a year two years in advance it's not that easy to plan international travel So and a lot of them and they did, did go do back the to tennis. their countries. The exactly. tennis had a great reunion. That amazing! I, know, I even went. And, yeah. I didn't yeah. play tennis, I know. but yeah, I was I there went too. There. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's the um, thing that. Um, and that's j- someone like Joe Kissel, who mm-hmm. coached that team, recruited those girls, made such an impact, mm-hmm. and and brought them together. I mean, the photo we have the photo on the wall there from the reunion of oh, the yeah. girls that went out and played, and. Uh, and he was he's like, he came all the way to Serbia for our for wedding guys to wedding. see Senja, mm-hmm. and then got to see the girls that were on that team that won the championship, and then as well some of the ones that were that he recruited after that he retired, and mm-hmm. that's like a it's a legacy, you know. And then exactly. and so he led the charge for organizing that, and so so it's almost like some of those core people that were a part of those teams mm-hmm. have to like take charge because I know that right, he reached out to some of the core group of girls from over the years to mm-hmm. say to like bring them together in a group message and say how do we make this thing happen exactly. and it was beautiful you know I remember like he's like there's a photos and I think video of him you know he's like playing, playing right? with the girls mm-hmm. again and that's just like it's beautiful and uh and there's also one of my favorite moments from the wedding is when uh Joe brought Sunny out to dance, and it was like it was just beautiful. To the Serbian music, He's I mean, we're, we're in Serbia, like it's just it's crazy. Um, right. And so, yeah, I think that that's that's a good idea. And I know athletics mm-hmm. is definitely doing is building, and now they're having multi, like we used to not have a homecoming, and now mm-hmm. they've started right. homecoming. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely those things growing. It's, I guess it's just this balance between, you know, yeah, bring them back. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically, but also virtually, you know, like mm-hmm. we have the alumni Facebook group that people right. can join and, you know, figure out a way to share more stories and connect there. And I don't know, maybe some things, you know, I, I can't think of it, you know, but it's just some op- leave it open to conversation for, for ideas. But um, and just to add to that real yeah. quickly, Jeff, I, I, I talked and you talked as well as how the college can make that happen, but it goes both ways. Right. So we cannot forget yeah. that the ones that are not in the U.S. anymore. I know it's not easy coming here, but like you said, virtually we can always get together. And the school has a lot of opportunities in which um, the alumni can share their experience. Um, I did it last year with um, Gabby, Chavez, and uh, Lorenzo. Um, I can't remember who. uh, Vane, Vane is still in the U.S. Um, So two tennis girls and a soccer guy. And... um, I had actually never met Gabby before. I had heard of her many, many times. And we were able to connect. Now we're LinkedIn connections. Ooh. And um, right, that goes a long way. But um, yeah, the school is always open into bringing their alumni on board and helping out. So if anyone is um, up to do it, they can reach out to me. I'll take that. Um, I'll take that on me, that role. Um, but we can make something happen, and it doesn't have to be like uh, work related or anything oh. like that. It can be a happy hour, social, yeah. or something like that. But just to catch up. I mean, it, it's good to see how everybody's doing, and yeah. especially um, you know we shared. And you've seen it. I don't know exactly how it, it is right now, but we were such a tight knit. 
and and I know many people have gotten married and now they have kids. Um, they've yeah. moved to other p- parts in the world, and we just know that because of social media. Mm. Wouldn't it be so nice to? hear it from the person that's living that yeah. experience so yeah. maybe yeah um, it's like sharing your your life or... your life updates in the facebook group mm-hmm. and then if you're local to wilmington amy is the she's mm-hmm. working with alumni now she's my co-worker and she does have these events you know we still mm-hmm. do like monthly alumni events and i know mm-hmm. that that engagement alumni engagement is exactly a thing we need to work on you know and so and we're open yeah. <clears throat> sorry we're open to suggestions too yeah um, we had many events planned for last year that were not successful as we thought. Do you have anything in mind? Reach out to Amy, put it on the Facebook chat, whatever it is. Um, we can make that happen. Because it's because the people who work here are lim- we're limited with time. People are working mm-hmm. multiple roles, so it's it, it like just like the wonderful story of the tennis reunion. It's these people who really care to try to bring everybody mm-hmm. back together that can just double down. And then you have these resources from the college that are going to bring, you know, open arms to you mm-hmm. to say like, yes, do you need the space? Do you need this? You know, mm-hmm. Colleen will be there whenever something like that happens. Chuck will be there that, you know, mm-hmm. it, they'll come together to make it happen. It's just the ideas, you know, can come a different way. Mm-hmm. But um, so I, I have one more question for Juana, but I want to kind of leave it open for a final thing, if there's anything. So, you know, um, you, with all your journey, you know, finding GBC in 2015, you know, wanting to, to uh, not stay in Colombia, you know, you've left your family, and you, I'm sure you've made them so proud, you know, and you've done so great already. You've set such a great example for your brother. You. What is your dream? Like, what is it that you really are like? I know you and Brandon just got a house, mm-hmm. you know, and so what is your like dream role, position, your dream, what is it that you would really love to do with your life? Okay. Um, I think that I want to go back, oh my God, I feel like I'm a broken record, but go back a little bit into something that takes care more of people, how they are as a human being versus something that's more corporate. So right now, um, I'm helping a coworker with um, this diversity and inclusion project. And it's very, very cool. I also did a few things in the past with um, other coworkers. And I really like that idea that we need to understand everybody's backgrounds and take all these different things that make a human being into consideration. Um, so I would really love to dive into something like that. Um, but I had the opportunity to meet um, one of our top executives. Um, her name's Julia White in an event in New York um, last summer. And she is absolutely amazing. I mean, uh, just seeing her talk with such power and confidence and um, seeing a trailblazer in the IT world um, as a woman, that was just amazing to me. And if I decide to stay in this line of business, I would love to get to be in a position like hers. Like to me, the sky's the limit. I would definitely would want to be uh, a CEO or reach that level eventually. Um, am I following the right steps? Who knows? I really <laughs> hope I am. Uh, but nonetheless, yeah, just continue to push myself. Um, I think I'm now able to see exactly where my body can take me physically with the marathon run. Now, work-wise, I'm trying to push those limits higher and higher every day. 
That's wonderful. Let's see. Yeah. If I'm CEO one I day, I'll that. bring you guys I over. Yeah, I would love that. Um, uh, yeah, so wait, maybe I shouldn't put that in. <laughs> We're doing great. Yeah, look, it's all going well. Um, now well, this, this will be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I'll still be here making movies with these guys. Um, so now we're going to move into uh, the closing out with Harry's Polaroid of the day. Yes, yes. So nice. keeping it uh, double feature again, uh, these two, these I got last year. Uh, this one is Danny. He's from Ukraine. Uh, it says you'll never walk alone. I think I might have done this one before, but uh, we will we will cut it out if I have. No, I don't think and so. And then the second one I got actually a couple of days ago uh, was right outside of Falmer. Is he a Liverpool fan? Yeah, of course he's a Liverpool okay. fan. Yeah. Just wanted to That's why that. he wrote Ethan, that. Ethan, yeah. you know, is also. Yeah, yeah. And, you no, know, Ethan will love There's this. a Wilmington Liverpool. Really? So one day I was riding my longboard through the neighborhoods and I saw Ethan walking from his lawyer, the where he was working, mm-hmm. um, in a Liverpool jersey over uh-huh. to Trolley. And I was oh, like, yeah, where yeah, are yeah, you yeah. going? And he's like, Dude, the Liverpool game's over and the Wilmington yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. They show them, I club. think, every. It's like, oh, wow. Well, they play the game. And there's like, and then I walk in and I'm like, there's like 20 guys with Liverpool jerseys on. And it's like a Liverpool fan club. What? Catherine yeah, Catherine yeah, Rooney's. Um, That's yeah, crazy. GBC alumni. Let's meet over at Charlie. <laughs> yes. Hey, okay. St. Patty's Day. Oh, <laughs> that was Shelby, Day Shelby's idea. Fun. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, just make sure you eat a lot. Because <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No. Come prepared. Um, uh, yeah. And the last one, I think also encapsulates a little bit this thing is um, yeah uh, live laugh love nice just got the other day that's nice so I wanted to follow uh, up really quick on the Liverpool fans Um, Catherine Rooney's Wayne Rooney (laughs) Manchester baby (laughs) they'll hate that (laughs) they're rival. there's no connection I don't know I don't know what I'm saying Catherine Rooney's has no connection with Wayne Rooney (laughs) But Manchester United sucks right now. They need. Uh, aren't you a fan of that? Uh, um, I like Wayne Rooney. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe that? Listen to this really quickly. This is so stupid that this, this is going to make it in. But my favorite football, American football player, mm-hmm. is Tom Brady. Oh, I the know. The goat of all goats. You know. And then my favorite European football player was Wayne Rooney. Right. Mm-hmm. So, Wayne Rooney played in England, Manchester. He came to coach at DC United. So that's one cool thing. He coached for a couple of years at DC United. Then Tom Brady retired and became part owner of um, Birmingham. Yes, I thank think you, so. brother. Birmingham. And, uh, you know, he's, he's following with, you know, Rob McElhaney and um, Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan Reynolds. Yep. Man, you're following, saving me here. Uh, I'm buying a European soccer team. Mm-hmm. Then they hired Wayne Rooney to be the coach. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And then they fired him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was so, not doing well, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just a weird side thing. And then I wanted to end it with one thing, because when I introduced you, I said Juana, and I butchered the last name, uh, but I'll say it and now. Mm-hmm. Is it Juana Ferry? Nope. No. Nope. Um, okay. And I think it's Because you did do a caption once where you're like, it's, it's Juana Ferry from No, it's the other <laughs> way around. I said, now you can start calling him like... Brandon Ferry now Janya. <laughs> uh, so Brandon's the one that needs to change his name. Mm-hmm. No, honestly, um, it's because two things mainly. First one, we don't do that in Colombia, so mm-hmm. I just find it not weird, but it's just like really? not, not, not how I grew all. up with. No, oh. I think the closest thing, and I, the only person that I know who did it is my grandma. Mm-hmm. My grandma's name is Clemencia Orozco, so Orozco is her family name. My granddad's family name is Janya. Mm. So she was 
Clemencia Orozco de Yaña, mm. from Yaña. Right. Yeah. But, but so then what do the kids what, which name do the kids take uh which last both. name both oh uh, right, right. mom and dad or well dad first and mom after okay. that's why my full name is juana and now that's my dad's family name janya that's my mom's right. family oh, name yes. so you keep your Lana. i'm sorry it's okay the you know the n with the little yeah so senya in serbia senya's name is senya markovic so uh she didn't have a middle name so our our wedding photography business is stone weddings and I'm, that's not the only reason why she took my name <laughs> but um but she's been running the business before that happened so now it's official that it's you know stone weddings her business but we talk about like we want to use her last name still connected because if it was just senya stone it almost people could recognize the name senya mm -hmm. as possibly serbian or maybe russian or something like that but markovic is directly connected to her, her nationality so mm -hmm. it's just oh, it's okay. going to be challenging for her but uh but it i love it it's beautiful yeah it, and it right yeah yeah senya she took it as her middle name but it's like yeah <laughs> but yeah. is it the middle name or just a second last it's name? it's just like a second last name that's what yeah. i'm saying it's like a technically but it works middle name, perfectly but, though because yeah. then you have like one two three yeah. first name middle name and last name to yeah. me i'm not getting rid many, of yeah. either of my family names so then i'll have four names that's yeah. way too <laughs> that's long too so i like you brother that's <laughs> another thing i love him but i'm and then and i don't know how you went through these any like honestly yeah. good for you Changing passport, visa, green card, yeah. credit cards, um, debit cards, so everything. Mm. Oh my God, that's too much work. Yeah, <laughs> Senya. Yeah, that's a, that's a. We'll have Senya is going to come on and explain some of the oh, like yes. her processes, and yet we'll have you just have to talk about the whole thing. But thank you so much for coming. Anytime. Yeah, this was amazing. This was the longest one, but we got to keep the whole thing. It was so good. Right. It was, it was yeah, great. it was so good. Sure. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, thank you, and yep. Mm. See ya. <laughs> See ya. I'm just I'm just gonna cut on them and cut all that out.